If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. My name is Nicole Van Tassel. And I'm Erin Sadler. And we are two science teachers dedicated to helping you cut through the confusion and meet the intent of the NGSS so you can master all three dimensions. The NGSS can seem totally overwhelming, but implementing these standards doesn't need to be. Hey guys, this is Nicole Van Tassel with this week's Thursday Thought. And I just want to share a quick activity or a quick way to reframe an activity you may already be doing that I've really noticed my own kids respond to. So if you've ever run into the problem where you ask a question and you know the students have some idea, like they might not know the, the right answer, it might not even be about a right answer, but it's just about sharing some ideas, throwing things out there, right? And yet, your students will not do it. They are not willing to risk being wrong no matter how much of a safe space you've created or how amazing your classroom culture is. There's just might be some students that are just not willing to risk being wrong in front of their peers or they're really nervous about it. And especially if you're just starting with three-dimensional instruction, a lot of students struggle with this. So I've noticed that when I ask my daughter a question like, why do you think that happened? Or why do you think this? You know, and it's things that she's noticed, um, things that, I mean, she might have even told me before, but I'm asking her a question and it's kind of putting her on the spot and she doesn't like it and she doesn't want to risk being wrong. So she says, I don't know. I don't know. And then she just leaves it, leaves it at that. And if I push, she gets really like irritated and grumpy at me. I noticed lately that if I, instead of asking a question, instead of putting her on the spot like that, I simply say, I wonder why. So the other day we were walking through the woods and she said, it's so muddy here. And I might have normally said, why do you think that is? Why do you think it's muddy here, but still frozen over there in a different part of the woods? And I would have said that before, but instead this time I said, I wonder why it's muddy here and not as muddy in the other area. And immediately, like there was not even a pause. Well, I mean, yes, there was a little pause while she thought about it, but there was no like fighting it. She just said, I think it's because the sun is shining here. And obviously like she knew that answer. And if I would have asked her, well, why do you think that is? It would have been, I don't know, because that is immediately what comes out of her mouth. But instead, she paused, she thought about it, and she wanted to share her knowledge with me because I didn't know the answer. It was clear I wasn't testing her or trying to get something from her. I was just making a statement like, I wonder why. And of course, she wanted to, you know, show mom how she was right and show mom what she knew. So yeah, so she just came up with, it's because the sun is shining here. 
And aside from just being super excited as a parent, like, yay, I see your understanding science concepts, um, I was also just really excited that that strategy worked. So that's something that I'm going to be incorporating into my conversations. It's going to be something I'm going to be incorporating into the resources and lessons and units and all that stuff I'm putting together. I love how that simple, I wonder why, changes the invitation from... I'm putting you on the spot kind of attitude toward more of a like let's collaborate and like let's just talk it out and I wonder, I wonder too um, kind of conversation. So anyway, I wanted to share that super quick tidbit with you and I hope it maybe gets you thinking about how you're how even how we ask questions can um, come across to students and how we might be able to improve how we are communicating our questions and eliciting student responses. I hope you have a wonderful um, rest of your week and I will we'll catch you on Monday with our next episode. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner.